Big congratulations to Jesse Castillo. You won the giveaway from last week. Comic fam, let's chat about some trending comic books. Another week, another list. We're talking about comic books spiking up over this last seven days. And we have a very special guest. Welcome, Gem Mint from Gem Mint Collectibles to the mic. What's up, Tom? You know, there's rumors that I ran Fire Guy off the show, so I can imagine what this is going to lead to. No worries, Russ will be back. He is on his way to go see Pearl Jam in concert. Hit the subscribe, slap the like button, and Jem, start him off at number 10. Well, it'd be my pleasure. Number 10 is a book that I'm really digging. Something is Killing the Children, issue 20, and we're talking about the 1 out of 25 ratio variant. $40 average sales for this cover by Valerio Chidi. This comic book is getting better and better by the issue. James Tynan, goodness. And the world is expanding. At the end of this very month, we're getting a spinoff series, House of Slaughter, just in time for the holiday season. And the numbers are in. Congratulations, Boom Studios, Ross Ritchie. We're looking at a total print count ordered by retailers. A new record, the highest selling Boom Studios independent book to date of 460,000. This is so well-deserved. Like you said, Tom, the series is getting better and better. Going back to Erica Slaughter's origin, seeing how she got inducted into the House of Slaughter, and the exclusive variants are pouring in. So many unique takes on Erica and Jessica Slaughter. Quentin Arthur Trinity Comics released this glorious purple-themed variant. We also have one of my favorite artists right now, Johnny Desjardins, throwing out an exclusive, doing a very diverse-looking Jessica. We also have Kinchu Fung through Carnivore Comics. Keep an eye out for that one. My homie, Illust Umanadi over at the Comic Mint, drawing Aaron so well. And then, of course, shout-out to Davi Go who throughout this amazing take on both characters. Wait a minute. That one's not released yet. Let's move on to number nine on the list. Number nine is Sandman 1 by Neil Gaiman. We just saw the teaser trailer on Netflix, and the show looks like it's going to be dope. $250 average sales and a high sale this past week of $1,500 for a CGC 9.8. But as recently as August, this book in that grade hit $1,800. And this trailer looks amazing. We see Charles Dance try to summon death herself, but accidentally summons Morpheus Dream with that mosquito mask looking straight out of the comics. I mean, this trailer was almost panel for panel. And we have a 433% increase of copies sold this week over the previous week after the trailer debuted. As a toddler, I grew up with comic pops rocking so many different Sandman shirts. This comic book run means not just a lot to me, but to a lot of individuals in this community. And seeing how accurate they are, how much they're staying so close to the original narrative it's pleasing a lot of people given high hopes for this upcoming netflix series we have a slew of amazing talent going to be taking on these roles and after seeing this trailer i think these prices are just the beginning we have Tom Sturridge's dream, Morpheus. We have Charles Dance playing the charlatan, the magician, Roderick Burgess. We have Sandra James Young, who's going to be playing Unity Kincaid, and Jolie Richardson as Ethel Cripps, all of which make their first appearance in this very comic book. Next at the list, we're talking more first appearances at number eight with Blip Magazine issue number one. With the announcement of the movie that nobody knew they needed, but everybody wants a Super Mario movie. And this magazine has the first appearance of Super Mario and Donkey Kong, and the cast looks crazy. Yeah, let's run them through some of the talent attached to this. Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, and Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Perfect casting so far, but keep it going, Jim. 
We got Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Key from Key and Peele as Toad, and Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. A 333% increase in copies sold, $180 average sales, and a high sales set back in July for $1,800 for a CGC 9.8. And this is a unique first appearance in that it's not just a marketing ad. This is a multiple page story, comic book, panels and all, introducing both Mario the Carpenter, the Tower Climber, and the notorious Donkey Kong. The notorious Donkey Kong's a 400-pound murderous gorilla with questionable intelligence. It's funny how they were trying to work out the kinks of the origins of these characters that are now known and loved, and they were way more mature when they first came out in this magazine. These are akin to prototypes of what these characters would become in the video game and comic book multimedia franchises that they would end up being. The damsel in distress isn't even known by Mario. He's after saving her for one reason and one reason only. He's looking for love. He's looking for affection. At the list, at number seven, we're going to take you back to 1994 with Babylon 5, issue number one. 90 sci-fi fans rejoice this book is trending because the franchise is getting a reboot. We got $8 average sales and a CGC 9.8 that sold for $153. This is a comic book adaptation of the show from the 90s, Babylon 5, done by creator J. Michael Straczynski, who actually wrote the majority of the episodes, a cohesive five-season arc that was all planned at the get-go. This is a renowned sci-fi series, one of the first to incorporate CGI on television. And it's funny seeing J. Michael Straczynski properties trending because Nick Spencer just retconned one of the biggest things that people hated about his Spider-Man run regarding Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy and their children. You're right, Jim. A lot of members are actually going to know him from his time working at Marvel and DC Comics. And when you consider that Babylon 5 is known for being one of the most epic space operas, narratives that, yes, included aliens similar to Star Trek on a space station similar to Deep Space Nine, it covered topics like peace, love, philosophy, addiction, and religion. Some serious topics. And for a writer, it makes the Marvel narratives that you just discussed make a little bit more sense he's definitely into the dramatics talk about dramatic there's been an 1100 percent increase of copies sold this week over last if you guys want to catch up on this show you can watch it on hbo max the new series is going to be on the cw comic fam utilize code tom 101 on the best comic app in existence we're talking key collector comics there's a lot of option titles independent books tv series and the best way you can keep track of all of them is by utilizing the app on both androids and iphones and i would specifically point out that you should utilize the option indies category it's a growing list that categorizes all of these titles that sometimes take a long time for them to get produced but they're stored here with updates for you to consider Grab them on the low so that when they spike, you're not regretting it. At the list at number six, we're talking Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Avengers 257, the first appearance of Nebula. Yes, Seth Green let a little bit more slip than he was supposed to when asked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. He said it was going to be focused on the sisterhood of Gamora and Nebula, causing a couple of books to spike. 
James Gunn has had to since confirm that this was coming. And this book is affordable. Jem, we talk about so many Marvel blue chip books. When I tell the community that this comic, this first appearance for a major MCU character is seeing $45 average sales and high sales of just over $500, 9.8's hitting $525 this month for the first time ever. How does that feel? It feels like it's still pretty affordable and there's still time to jump in. We have a 117% increase in copies sold this week over last, and I'm sure that's just going to continue to rise as we get closer to the movie. Now, why was Seth Green being asked about Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Well, it's because he did the voice for Howard the Duck and What If, and we know we saw Howard the Duck at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Could we see a reprisal of the role? Well, he said that as of right now, Howard isn't part of it. But he did spill the beans on both Gamora and Nebula. Now, let's take a break at the list at number five and talk about Reptile number one. Reptile's the kid who could turn into different kinds of dinosaurs from Marvel Comics, just got his first solo series, and we're seeing $9 averages and a CGC 9.8 selling for just $45. Umberto Lopez, better known as Reptile, was introduced over a decade ago, but he hasn't had much character development in comic books. He hasn't been utilized as much, and it wasn't until this issue he gets his first solo series. Now, he was a member of the Avengers Academy, and he has extended family who are also superheroes who appear for the first time in this comic book. That's right. It's the first appearance of Megalith and the first appearance of Ava and Julian, Reptile's cousins. Now, why are we seeing a 1,250% increase in copies sold this week? Well, is it because of Reptile's first solo appearance? It could be. His first appearance in Avengers The Initiative, Reptile number 1, at 9.6 goes for $161. He is a fan favorite. He's kind of kid-friendly, and he offers a great deal of comedic relief in the pages. However, I suspect it's because of the upcoming one-shot Marvel Voices Comunidades issue number 1 that's going to feature... Ava on a variant cover that is showing signs that she's going to be utilized in future comic books soon. Ava's going to be joining the likes of Miles Morales and White Tiger as part of this Marvel Voices one-shot celebrating the Hispanic community. Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, Sam Alexander Nova, America Chavez, Anya Corazon, as mentioned, Reptile, Comic Fam, so many of my favorite superheroes all in one single comic book. I'll remind you, half my family lives in Puerto Rico. I'm sitting in front of a first appearance of White Tiger for a reason. This is why diversity comics matters. It gets me hyped, and there are so many others in this community who are getting stoked as well. Next on the list, at number four, we're talking Fantastic Four 358. We're chatting some scrolls. We know the scrolls are coming. We've seen a few of them in the MCU already. Secret Invasion's on the way, and while everyone's looking at Clert, the Super Scroll... There's a couple of other scrolls that are noteworthy, and this is one of them. Fantastic Four 358, the first appearance of Pybok the Power Scroll. We're talking $10 average sales and a $130 CGC 9.8 just this week. The bionically enhanced scroll captain trained by the scroll military in espionage. This is a leader and he's a foe largely of the Fantastic Four and a great secondary spec to the scroll gem was just talking about. We have a 2000% increase in copies sold as we approach the secret invasion narrative that's going to be hitting Disney Plus led by Samuel L. Jackson, our Nick Fury. Yeah, we're seeing that 2,000% increase of copies sold from last week to this week because of Kingsley Ben-Adir, who's going to be in Secret Invasion. We just don't know as to who they're playing. Could it be Pybok the Power Scroll? 
It's a cheap buy-in for this spec book. At the list at number three, we're trying some dark horse goodness. Matt Kent Brilliance, Department H, issue number one, taking you six miles deep underwater to solve a murder. $15 average sales and a high sale of $73 for a CGC 9.8. Because as Russ would say, no one was specking on this comic book. Well, they are now after this 2,700% increase in copies sold last week to this week. And this is all because a director has been attached to the Netflix project. I think this comic book was largely underappreciated because it came out at the wrong time. It wasn't until the last couple of years that independent titles were getting the amount of love that they are now. I'll remind you about that Boom Studios announcement for House of Slaughter. We have a comic book that is drawn beautifully. Watercolors, it's captivating. And it's a murder mystery that takes place underwater. We have the murder of the smartest man alive and the daughter who has to go down underwater to the scientific research facility to figure out who done it. Before we jump into number two on the list, Tom, I'm loving that Ryan Stegman Throg cover. Thank you, Jam. We do have Ryan Stegman, now legendary Venom artist, on a cover drawing Throg. Donnie Cates bringing back the Frog of Thunder to the pages of Thor 18. And we have a mystery mail call exclusive going in one per box. You support the show, but you give me an excuse to send you comics every single month. Hit the link in the description or go to comictom101.com to join the community. And let's chat more Gamora. Yeah, I mentioned that Seth Green spilled the beans on GOTG Volume 3 and how it's going to be about Nebula and Gamora. So here's Gamora number one. $15 average sale, $50 CGC 9.8 sale this week, and a 2,800% increase in copies sold over the last two weeks. And like Nebula's first solo series last week making the list, it's the same reason why Gamora's first solo series in this issue is making the list this week. This is what Seth Green actually said. I don't know if Howard's a part of it, talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I haven't heard anything about that. The only thing I know is that it's a girl's story. It's the sister's story, that it's Gamora and Nebula's story. I don't know if it's a prequel or if it is off the new timeline that's splintered post the time heist. Honestly, I don't know anything about it. However, he does sound like he knows a great deal, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like he knew a lot more than he thought he did. Hit the subscribe button, comic fam. Slap that like button. Go follow Gem Mint over on Gem Mint Collectibles. He's here on this channel multiple times a week, filling in for some of our members, as well as multiple videos that we do, the hot 10 and the honorable mentions. Jim, you got anything fun planned over there? Man, I have a slew of statue unboxings on deck, man. One-third scale, amazing pieces by Prime One Studio, plus the weekly comic reviews. Now we're at number one on the list, the number one trending comic book in the world. With a 3,150% increase in copies sold in seven days. Jem, you do the honors. We're talking tech world number one. That's right. 90 sci-fi fans rejoice again. Another reboot. Now, is that the reason why this book is spiking? Or is it because William Shatner is going to be the oldest man in space with his boy Jeff Bezos? That's right. He's such a baller. 90 years old, headed to space and attached to what is being described as a mixed media animation reboot of the hit 90s series. We're talking $10 average sales, a CGC 9.8 that sold for $160, and a 3,150% increase in copies sold this week over last. 
Tech World is based in Los Angeles year 2043. Tech is a drug that's mind-altering, reality-changing, and is tied to the future downfall of the human race. Now, considering that this is going to be a multimedia experience, they're talking getting applications involved, wearable devices, likely VR. They're kind of taking a page from the book that they wrote way back in the 90s because this comic book was also part of a video game release to expand the universe found on television. It's like a modern day retelling of what they did, the groundbreaking work that was also co-done by William Shatner in the mid-90s. Now, the difference between this and the Babylon 5 show is that Babylon 5 is going to be on the CW. You could watch it for free. It sounds like this one is going to have you jumping through hoops, downloading apps, and perhaps paying for it, but that's yet to be seen. Will fans who are excited about this reboot from the mid-90s be down to download apps and utilize tablets and VR to experience this fully? I think it's a stretch, but it's still causing a major uptick. Comic fam, hit the like, hit the subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think about this video. It'll enter you to win any Turtles number one, Lucio Padillo variant, and as always, geek responsibly and stay minty fresh. Nuff said. Comic fam, we got two other videos for you to check out. Make sure to peep the last hot 10 comic books with Gem from Gem and Collectibles. The comics defining this generation of collectors. The high-end blue chip books that are moving quick. And the last podcast with the Golden Age Guru where we talk about both grading companies. Yeah, we go there. Have a great week. You're going to have to say it. My camera overheated, man.